episode number 181 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Everybody, welcome back to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and professional speaker and presenter. On this episode, we're going to continue our master class about presentation skills, but this week I'm going to cover how to actually design presentations from scratch, no matter what type of presentation that you're going to be delivering, by the way, because I'm going to show you how to alter the content that you're going to put into your presentation based on the type of presentation that you're going to be delivering. So we'll cover everything from, you know, doing really short presentations that are really emotional, things like wedding toasts and eulogies, all the way to on the other extreme, doing things like briefings and the military and that kind of thing. So basically we'll kind of show you how to design each one of those things. So by the way, I created a free downloadable guide for you. Just go to fearlesspresentations.com slash audio dash guide to access it. So by the way, if you happen to be one of the folks that started listening to this masterclass and you're like, oh my God, how many sessions are there? This is going on forever. Oh man, right? If you're that type of person, then I would encourage you to come to one of our two-day Fearless Presentations classes that we have. These are in-person classes. They're two days. That's it. Basically, all of the content in this masterclass plus a whole lot more is covered in a very short time period. So if you want to kind of get it all done at once, I'd encourage you to come to one of those classes. we got classes in Philadelphia, Miami, Atlanta, Denver, Washington, D.C., Houston, Phoenix, Charlotte. We've also added classes uh, back onto our schedule for California. So we've got a class in Los Angeles and also one in the Bay Area uh, that are coming up in, in November. Uh, we, so basically, we're real excited about that. We uh, That's one of the locations that has always been you know very popular. We tend to have tons of people that come through our California classes, but because of the pandemic, we've been kind of hesitant to, to put those back on the schedule, but they are back on there now for those of you who've been asking for them. Um, most of the classes that we have, with the exception of the California classes that we just added back on, they have at least a couple of seats available. But if you want to see, you want to make sure and register right away, because since we are only offering the classes in just a few cities still, they're selling out very, very early. So to go get a ticket, you want to go to fearlesspresentations.com. All right, so let's get on with today's session. Hey, so there are times that we're designing a presentation and we really just need to get information across to our audience in a way that we appear to be poised and confident when we deliver that content. And the talk to inform format is a simple way to do this. So it's basically three component parts. Number one, you want to start with a great title that's going to help you capture the audience's attention very quickly. Number two, you to be more concise, you want to limit your content to just the absolute most important points. And then number three, develop some compelling support for each one of those bullet points to make your presentation more believable. So let's start with that first one, which is you want to start with a great title to quickly capture the attention of the audience. So when you create your title, it's really important to focus on this before you start to design any other part of the presentation, because 
your audience a lot of time is going to determine whether or not your presentation is worthy of their time almost instantly. And in most cases, they make that determination based entirely on the title of the speech. Give you an example of this. I recently went to a three-day convention and each day the convention started in a very similar way. It started with a general session that was in the main ballroom. And then after lunch each day, the organizer added breakout rooms. And sometimes there were as many as dozens going on every hour of the, of the breakout room session. So these are like mini workshops that are on a lot of different topics. So after checking in that first day, I did like what most people do. I mean, I scanned the titles of the breakout sessions to see which ones that I absolutely wanted to attend. And almost instantly, I eliminated a few of the breakout sessions based entirely on what was said in the title. <laughs> I read the topic, I read the title, and just eliminated them almost immediately. The, the titles that I saw that created, they, they created an instant first impression. I mean, they always do, right? So some seem really boring and others were about topics that I that just didn't concern me. I wasn't really interested in. So I eliminated those right away. And then once I narrowed down my choices based entirely on just the title of the session, that that's when I went back and I started looking at things like the description and the biography of the speaker and things like that. So in that instant, when I was scanning the titles, I had this inner monologue going on in my head and I was saying things like, and you, you may relate to this a little bit. I was saying things like, hmm, nope, <laughs> that one's not worth my time. That one sounds boring. That one is totally unrelated to anything that's of interest to me. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that one might be okay. Right. So basically I was eliminating way more than I was accepting. And one of the really closely held public speaking secrets is that every audience member who has ever attended any meeting or presentation at any point in history has this inner monologue going on. And this inner monologue occurs sometimes before the, the meeting even starts. Sometimes it's when the speaker gets up and puts his or her first slide up on the screen. Sometimes it's weeks before the presentation, but a lot of times that inner monologue is going to be going on until that speaker is able to, to, to make rapport or establish rapport with the people that are in that audience. In most cases, just as when we looked at the breakout session list, like I did, the answer that folks kind of have when they do that inner monologue about each one of these speeches is that, nope, this seems like a complete waste of my time. That is the most common response that people have when they create that inner monologue. So one of the major reasons why this happens is because most of the people who create presentations don't spend enough time actually making their titles more interesting to the people who are in the audience. So I'll give you some examples of really common, boring presentation titles. You have probably at some time in your life or your career, probably set through a presentation that was titled something close to what one of these is. And when you read these, you kind of, the initial impression that we have is that, oh my God, that's going to be a snooze fest, right? So like the first one is quarterly financial report. You have probably set through something like that anyway. Another one might be software update, right? Another one might be project report. Another one might be goals for 20, and then you just fill in the year. <laughs> so 2021, 20, 22, 23, 24, whatever it is. 
And then uh, the last one is why we need to make changes in our internal processes. And for that one, it's a little unique because it's a question. It's like, you're asking me a question. So I thought you, why, why aren't you just telling me the answer? So by changing that title and make it more of an answer to that question, it may be a little bit more compelling. So first, the first thing that your title needs is to give your audience an overview of exactly what you're going to be covering. It can't be vague and it can't be generic. Each of the titles that we that I just mentioned violate that particular rule. So what happened in that first quarter? If you're talking about the quarterly financial report, uh, the what happened? <laughs> you know, and and in fact, the term financial is also very big. What specific financials are we actually talking about in this presentation? So in addition to kind of boring the audience at the onset, a vague title also has bigger problems, by the way. It, it causes the speaker to cover way too much content. We'll talk about this a little later, but basically if my title is quarterly financial report, what the heck do I cover? I mean, there's there's thousands and thousands of different things that I could cover. And so as a result, when we design that presentation, it becomes there's too much in it, too much content. So I mentioned a few minutes ago that the first thing that a title has to do is to give an overview of what's being covered. In addition to that, though, a catchy presentation title will also focus on what the audience wants from the presentation. So if your title specifically tells the audience why they need to hear what you're going to be covering in the presentation, then it's probably a pretty good catchy title. <laughs> By the way, it's our job when we're designing the presentation or if if you're the one delivering it, when you deliver the presentation, to make the people in your audience want to pay attention to you as the speaker. If you start with a great title, then you're more likely to accomplish this task. So basically, if you follow this really simple step-by-step -step approach I'm going to give you in the next couple of minutes, you, you'll be able to create a really compelling title for your presentation. So first, you want to start with a title that is a complete sentence. <laughs> So once you have that complete sentence, then you want to read that sentence and determine, okay, what's the benefit to the audience if they understand this content? And then finally, just combine those two components together. So you create the sentence with a benefit to the audience, creates a really, really good title. So very simple, but let's take you through it step by step. So let's use some of those really bad titles that I gave you a few minutes ago and, and recreate better titles out of them. So if you're if you look at those five original titles that I that I just kind of spoke to you, they're all sentence fragments. They're not a complete sentence. And in fact, the fragments themselves don't actually tell the audience anything specific. For instance, quarterly financial report doesn't really give the audience any information about what happened last quarter. So if we were to make more informative sentences out of each of the fragments, then we might end up with statements like the following. So for point number one, quarterly financial report, that might change to, we exceeded our corporate goals and increased profit last quarter. For the software update, that might change to the new software update closed a few security risks for our customers. For the project report, what, what happened on that project? It might change to the ABC building project is behind schedule. <laughs> and for the fourth one, which is about the goals for this coming year, we could say something like this year, we're going to increase revenue by $200,000 by focusing on repeat business. And then for the last one about our internal activities and changing those, what specific activities do we need to change? What internal processes do we need to kind of fix? Something like department heads need to communicate team activities better might be a, a 
more compelling title anyway. So just by forcing yourself to make the title into a complete sentence, you're, you're actually going to narrow your topic down pretty dramatically. If you look at the difference between the first list and the second list, the second is going to be more interesting just by changing it into a complete sentence. So the next step is to add the benefit to the audience. So basically, you want to identify the why. Why do I care about this? Why should I listen to what you have to say about this? A good way to to actually create this particular part is to read out loud the sentence that you just created and then ask yourself, if I were a person sitting in this audience, why would I even care about this thing? What's in it for me? By the way, if the answer to those questions are, well, I wouldn't (laughs) or not much, (laughs) then you probably want to cancel your speech. You're, You're probably just wasting everybody's time. If, however, you're able to come up with really good answers to those questions, then you can create a pretty good title as a result of it. So let's kind of talk about the the benefits of those five things that we just mentioned. So like, for instance, if corporate revenue went up, well, maybe bonuses went up as well. So if I'm a person that works for that company and my boss is telling me that revenue went up or the CFO is telling me that revenue went up, then my bonus might've gone up as well. And so I'm pretty happy about that. So I'm into that. That's like, why should I listen to this presentation? Because you're telling me my bonus went up. I'm really happy about that, right? Um, If uh, we're talking about the the software update and we're talking about how we've tightened up some security holes anyway, well, if we do that, then customers are less likely to experience a data breach. That's important to me, no matter where I'm at in the company. So for the project report where we're kind of behind schedule, the benefit of understanding that is that if we adjust our plan, we can get back on schedule without incurring overruns. The presentation on this year's goals, you know, if we increase revenue like we want to, then commissions are going to increase as well. If I happen to be speaking to my sales team, who's helping me get to that revenue. And then finally, if we're talking about those internal processes and we're trying to communicate between departments, and if we do that, basically the benefit might be that we can reduce our overall department cost. So basically, by taking that next step and creating that sentence with the title, then identifying what the benefit is, it makes it to where if you happen to be somebody in the audience reading that title, you go, oh, okay, great. I, I might want to hear about where this is going, right? So basically, at this point, all you really have to do is add the benefit that you created into the original sentence, and you've got a really good title. So now that you have those two pieces, you kind of just stick them together. And when you do that, you're going to create a series of really catchy presentation titles. So this is what these five titles will sound like when we jazz them up a little bit, when we combine those two parts. So number one is we exceeded our corporate goals and increased profit last quarter. So your quarterly bonus has also increased. Number two, customers are less likely to experience a data breach because we closed a few security risks in the recent update. Number three, if we adjust the project plan on the ABC building, we can get back on schedule without incurring any overruns. And then number four, this year we will increase revenue by $200,000 and commissions by $25,000, by the way, by focusing on repeat business. And then the last one, if we as department heads can communicate our team activities better, then we should be able to reduce department costs significantly. Now, maybe these presentation titles aren't perfect, but you have to admit they're they're dramatically better than what they were when we started. 
Another great benefit to you as the speaker, by the way, and to your audience who's going to be listening as well, is that your speech is going to be way more focused if you use this process. For instance, if you try to design a speech called quarterly financial report, what content would you need to include? I mean, the topic is so vague that you're likely going to spend hours and hours and hours pulling together data to put into this presentation. However, if your speech is about how we exceeded our corporate goals and bonuses increased, now the topic is way more narrow. It's much easier now to determine what content to include in the presentation. So once you have this really good, compelling title created, then step number two is you want to, especially if you want to be more concise, you want to limit your content to just the absolute most important points that your audience cares about. So one of the biggest mistakes that presenters make is that We feel like if we're trying to inform the audience that we have to tell the audience everything we know about the topic, otherwise we've absolutely completely failed. And that's not logical, right? If you think about this logically, let's say you've been asked to give a speech on a certain topic, it's most likely because you've got years of experience dealing with that topic. It would be unreasonable to expect that a speaker could tell an audience, everything that he or she has figured out about that topic in the last two or three or four or five years in a single 20-minute speech. So in fact, it would also be unreasonable to expect that that speaker could tell the audience everything that he or she knows in a series of 10 speeches. And it's just way too much content. So your goal as a speaker isn't to tell the audience everything that you know about the topic. Instead, You want to put yourself in the shoes of of one of the people that's in your audience, one of these audience members, and ask yourself, if I were an audience member, what information about this topic would be most important for me to know? And what do I need to understand if I'm one of these people? So if you remember the example that I gave you a few lessons ago about the elephant, at the time, I think I said something like, I think of the word elephant. And I asked you what you see in your head. And just like then, you're probably at this point have a picture of an elephant in your head. And then I I think I mentioned the Statue of Liberty, you know, picture that Statue of Liberty. And what we kind of noticed back then is that once I said picture the Statue of Liberty, the elephant kind of disappears. It vanishes. And the reason why is because the human brain can really only totally focus on one thing at a time. So that's a major limitation, and that compounds when you start to add additional bullet points. So every additional bullet point that you add into your presentation dilutes each of the previous points exponentially. So your audience will eventually become overwhelmed. They're going to be confused if you keep adding bullet points in your presentation. I'll give you a few examples of this. You know, So for instance, if, if I spent an entire hour giving you information about a single bullet, I just put a single bullet point up on the slide and I covered that bullet point over and over. I gave you lots of different examples. I gave you lots of different evidence. I mean, I proved to you over and over and over again that that bullet point is true. At the end of the speech, you're, you're probably going to be a little frustrated with me because I didn't cover more content. But if somebody asks you what I covered, you'd likely be able to give that person the main gist of that one bullet point. And you'd probably be able to do it very quickly. However, if I spent an hour covering three bullet points, I spent 20 minutes on each one of them, you, your retention would 
significantly change. It's going to change pretty dramatically. You might remember the title, right? Because I probably covered that a few times in, in the presentation. And it's also going to be fairly easy to remember the last point that I covered because it's still fresh in your mind. I just I spent the last 20 minutes talking about that one. However, unless you took great notes, point number two is likely going to be a little fuzzy at that point. And then point number one will be all but forgotten. So what retention would you have if I covered five bullet points or 10 bullet points or 47 bullet points? Every additional new piece of data makes all of the previous pieces of data harder to retain. I mean, there's a reason why teachers cover algebra in two semesters versus two hours. And really, if you think about it, algebra two, that's another two two semesters. So basically, that's two years of content. They they don't try to teach that in a 20-minute presentation. They don't try to teach that in an hour seminar. Uh, Just as an FYI, my, my son, Ben, he started algebra last year. Now, in my day, by the way, I was pretty good in algebra. I mean, I know I'm a geek. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a math guy. However, at times, Ben would come to me with a question about his homework. And every single time that that happened, I had to spend a few minutes reading the lesson for that class. And I would also most of the time have to go back two or three or four previous lessons to get the gist of what he was doing at the time. Because I've forgotten. I haven't used that that content in in quite a while. So the textbook, even using that step-by-step approach, when they did it that way, many of the kids still had some confusion. So keep that in mind when you're designing your speeches, because your speeches are going to be similar in that the more content that you try to cram into a single sitting, the more confusing that content will be to the audience. If you want a real life example of this type, just go to Google, go to YouTube and just type in the words state of the union address and then just pick a video from a president that's opposite, that's in the opposite party as to the one that you typically vote for. So if you typically vote for a Democrat, then look for a Republican president that gave a, a state of the union address and vice versa. If you typically vote Republican, then pick a Democrat. And if you actually watch the entire video from start to finish. At the end of that video, what I ask you to do is try to write out a summary of what was covered. Now, I assure you, this will be an extremely, extremely difficult assignment because the speeches are so long and they're so full of content from every part of the federal government. Even if you like the speaker, even if you like the person who's delivering the the State of the Union address at the end, you're going to find it very difficult to pull out even just a few of the most important ideas that were covered in the entire speech. Um, Just once, I'd like to hear a president give a 20-minute State of the Union address that starts with something like, hey, these are the three most important things that are facing the country right now. And by the way, if he or she did that, then both parties would probably jump up and applaud. (laughs) Both both sides of the congressional hall will probably get really excited about that because nobody ever does that, right? So unless you can hone your talk down to just a few key points, your audience is really going to have a tough time retaining your information. Um, By the way, it's okay to give additional information outside of the three points or four points, five points, whatever it is that you choose to deliver however many bullet points you choose to deliver in your presentation. But 
the more information outside the scope of those main points, the more diluted your entire message will be. So just really be careful. Hey, so you know what? I think that's a good spot to uh, kind of break this session up into two parts. So I'll tell you what, well, next week we're going to cover how to actually take this outline that we've created and turn it into a compelling speech. So don't miss next week. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Don't forget to download the guide. It's free. Fearlesspresentations.com slash audio dash guide. And we'll put links in the show notes. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.